everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode 42 of the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. I'm very excited that we're at the point where we are. I feel like we are just cruising through a variety of topics. Last week we talked about money and how we can use it rather than be used by it. And how important it is that we actually focus our attention on doing things that matter not doing things that make us money. Um, if you can go back and listen to that, I really uh, think you'll get a lot out of it. One of the things that I've noticed, and you may notice as a, as a listener of the podcast, is that I've, I've started to sense the need to pivot in, in the direction of the podcast. It originally started out, we've, we've pivoted several times, to be honest with you. It originally started out as, a, as an opportunity to talk about Real estate through the the scope of how I approach business, which is again real person, real needs, authenticity, generosity. Then it quickly it quickly pivoted to be more of a a motivational type of uh, outlet for me, where I was becoming more of an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to encourage people as I was enjoying what I was doing after having lived a number of years working in jobs that I did not enjoy, I wanted to encourage people to take the next step to to get in a position where they felt that they were actually taking some control uh, of their life. And so we started to go that way. We also, we had several uh, other business owners, local business owners I had as guests on the podcast, uh, guests that are uh, community developers, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, nonprofit directors, and, and we covered, we kind of ran the gamut in that that sense. And we've talked about a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things on this podcast. But ultimately, what it has, the overarching theme has been, really just kind of an autobiographical look at my journey individually through this world and how. Uh, you know, having been someone who lived to please other people, being someone who's lived to try to make a name for myself in a, in a corporate sense, uh, and now coming out of it and now building a brand on my own that's really, really just starting from the ground up, I've started to see and started to really click with, with various other influences and I, I never want to shy away from who I am as a person, and I don't want the podcast to just be what other podcasts are. I don't want it to be something that people listen to and say, oh, well, this is kind of just like this other podcast. I want it to have an identity uh, that is closely uh, associated with me, the host. You know, uh, You may be sick of me by this point. Uh, and I, I can understand that we're 42 episodes in, we've talked about a lot of different things. Hopefully some of the things have spoken to you. We, we did a six part series a few weeks ago. You can go back and check that out, which I have since adapted into a book, which you can get for free six words, You can check that out. It's the number six words, book.com. I encourage you to download your free copy of the ebook, but I, I've started to feel this, um, this urgency coming to the surface. And a lot of it has to do with our current culture, our current society 
as Americans, our current value system as Americans. And and I'll put a disclaimer right out front. I believe that this episode will be the most polarizing episode I've ever done. There are things that I have said that are personal convictions, and I usually couch them with, you know, but if you don't believe that, it's okay. I feel like I've gotten to the point of no return in what I share on the podcast, because especially as we face the election coming up, and I recently wrote a podcast, I'm sorry, I recently wrote a blog post, um, and I just wanted to share a little bit of that. You can find it on my website if you go to jeffreydesiato.com slash blog. But that the title of the, the blog post was Trust Me, I'm a Politician. And the reason it's called that is because I had recently found a t-shirt at a thrift store that said that. And I just, I felt like it was perfect for how I feel about politics in general and about the society that we're living in that is so quick to trust people who make it their job to take money from taxpayers to fund their job. And I think people forget that it's in a politician's best interest to keep things moving as they are because then they continue to make money. And I've been... Reading a lot of things, and you know, I'm cur- as you know, I'm currently in a production of Evita, and uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about corrupt, you know, corrupt politics in that show, and all that kind of stuff. That's just kind of been feeding into something that I've personally been feeling for a number of years, and I kind of, I try to stay out of it because politics, I know, is such a divisive topic, and people they are on one extreme end of the spectrum or the other. So, what do, what do I do? I don't know how to even tackle this podcast episode because it, it doesn't really have much to do with what we've talked about up to this point. But as I said, I've, I've felt the need to start to pivot again in the podcast because if I'm talking about being real and being authentic, when something is pressing on my heart and it's a burden on my mind, I can't... I I feel like if as soon as I start talking about these issues with other people, that I start to get a fire up in me, then that's me relaying that to my audience, I think, is being authentic. And I think a lot of it, you know, hopefully I can articulate it in a way that will help others who may have the same thoughts but just don't know how to articulate them. So I just wanted to share a little bit of the blog post. I started it with a quote from Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead, as you know, and the namesake of the delicious ice cream by Ben & Jerry's called Cherry Garcia. It's, it's amazing. It's great. He says, constantly choosing the lesser of two evils is still choosing evil. So I try not to get into politics because it's one of those things that you're told, especially in corporate America, don't talk about these things. It makes people uncomfortable. Sex, religion, politics, and money is another one. We already talked about that last week but i I'm, I'm astonished as i look at our country and how we are we have turned the political system into sensationalized entertainment coverage e-news tmz all this stuff the, the lines have been blurred where we can't even decipher cnn from tmz anymore because this politician is being caught in this scandal and the other politician is bad-mouthing 
the politician who's has the scandal because it's been a couple months since their last scandal. I mean, watching these debates, for instance, it's it's a mockery that there's no one who has an actual original thought. And I am getting so sick. I get sick to my stomach watching this because you see the people on social media. Yeah, did you hear what she said? Did you hear what he said? Oh, man, this person won the debate. And then the other party says, I won the debate. There's There's two sides and then there's the truth. Now, as I said... This is going to be a polarizing episode because I'm going to be sharing some of my own ideology and how I feel things should run and how I intend to vote. So I may distance some of you. I may find an affinity with some of you that are listening. But as as you know on the podcast, I'm a Christian. Uh, I was raised as a Republican uh, in a Republican family. And technically, I'm still registered as a Republican. But... I kind of think that those days are numbered. Uh, And I I would say that that I don't consider myself a Republican. Um, Before you Democrats that are listening say, Yeah, you finally figured it out. Hold on a second. (laughs) Because that's not quite it. it. I mean, as I watch what's going on, and the older that I get, and the more that I read, the more I realize that the lines of Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative have been so entrenched, the two parties have been so entrenched in their ideology that no one can communicate with the other. There is no open discussion. And it's proven by the followers of said Democratic and Republican parties. You cannot have an intelligent conversation with somebody with opposing political views because you are an idiot if you don't agree with them. And they are an idiot if they don't agree with you. Because we have no idea what it means to actually... Meet somebody where they're at. And to understand where they're coming from. We say, their view does not agree and align with my view. So therefore, they must have an ulterior motive. They must be dishonest. They must have selfish agenda. Whatever. Instead of trying to find out why is that their view. Instead of trying to maybe educate them on your view. And why you hold your view. So that they can respect you as a human being. Rather than lumping you in. With all of the morons that are seen and plastered all over the news as Trump or Clinton supporters, I start. I feel like I'm starting to become like this radical, you know. Um, not trying to be, I'm portraying Che Guevara, and I'm not saying that I am a Che Guevara type because if anybody hears this, I might have the FBI or CIA bursting down my doors, thinking I'm going to take up arms against the government or something. I'm not. In fact, I'm standing to record this podcast because I feel so fired up I can't sit. I'm, I'm, I'm pacing. That's why you may hear me drift because I'm recording in a different way. I'm not on a microphone. I'm recording uh, ambient noise, I guess you'll say. Because I need to be able to pace. I need to be able to formulate thought. And sometimes and I actually speak clearer and I think clearer when I'm up and I'm moving around. I see more and more corruption in politics, and it's being rewarded. And it's shocking because this is a day and age where we can recall everything that has ever been said by any politician. If you want to know, like an interview from six years ago, boom, YouTube it. You can find it. We have access to more information than any 
culture has ever had, yet we continue to buy the lies that are spread through social media, through debates and these spectacles that are created for ratings only. They don't help people actually come to an informed decision about any argument. And people are rewarded for it. I mean, if you think about it, if you look at the Republican primaries and the Democratic primaries, the two people who from day one were seen as the most unethical, most dishonest, most corrupt, somehow are the two people still standing. How can that be? Because we as Americans have allowed ourselves to become uneducated, We've allowed ourselves to value celebrity over authenticity, greed over generosity, and this is what we are left with. We're left with candidates who want to bleed people dry for their own self-interests. One party seems is more concerned about protecting each individual's rights They are completely silent on the issue of actually protecting human beings from corruption and complete uh, profiling and discrimination and all that stuff. They're they're silent. But then on the opposite side, I I see people who hypocritically cry for justice in the face of discrimination, which granted, I agree that we should, no one should be discriminated against, but They advocate the unjust and indiscriminate slaughter of millions of unborn children. So both sides are corrupt. Both sides believe, they want you to believe, that they are looking out for your best interests. But they're not. And the people, and I I get so angry. I used to get into debates on Facebook and social media and all that stuff. And I just gave up. I'd rather just have fun because there's enough nonsense out there. What I see, the current state of our media sensationalism has seared our consciences with a hot iron in the name of partisanship. We'd rather further develop the conservative-liberal divide. We'd rather drive a chasm, create a chasm between liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans so that there is never a common ground. No one can come to an agreement because... My views are antiquated. My views are traditional and outdated, whereas your views are enlightened, affirming, with the times, current, whatever you want to call it. Instead of saying, your views are different than mine, and I value you as a human being, and I need to know why you hold those views, because I disagree with them. And how can I create an actual argument or discussion or debate if I don't first understand the views that you hold. That's the problem that we face in this society is that no one wants to educate themselves. They want to be spoon-fed. I've talked about the education system before. And it it frustrates me to no end because people are taught to pass tests. They're not taught to learn. If we had a society of young people that were encouraged to Go and learn, go and read, go and find out the truth for yourselves, we would be a lot better for it. 
But instead, we have a society that goes to school so they can get a passing grade, so they can get a good job and be a good citizen. One thing that I've been very uh, interested in, as I said, you know, I've, I've been studying for this character. And when you do character development, you really have to try to get inside the head of the character you're playing. So I'm playing Che Guevara, who is a you know, despicable human being for the the different war crimes that he committed and executing people without a trial and doing various different things, you know, in the name of communism, which I disagree with. However, the interesting thing is if you go back to the seminal points in his life and you see the things that he said, it sounds good. That's why people have idolized him. and cre- They've created this messianic-like figure and just dismissed all the messiness. Because it's easier to cling to the, uh, how do you call it, the, uh, the, the whitewashed version of who he was. Because he said some things that are inspiring. He did things, in his mind, that were righteous. <laughs> that it was a just cause. And it scares me that you can have someone who is that passionate and that misguided in a way of how to bring about their just cause. And it scares me as I look at our culture and how divisive and how separate we are that we're not that far away from that. I value truth. I don't value Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. I want the truth. Neither major political party seems too concerned about it. It's all about spinning things to fit into the narrative that you want the American public to believe. I mean, Donald Trump, he denies saying things that there is recorded audio that he says. People ask him outright, did you say this? And he says, no, and then they play it for him, and he says, I didn't say... He's disillusioned. He's completely an egotist to the nth degree, and we already knew that. So why are people surprised when things come out that he said that are offensive? Because the media wants us to be outraged so that we'll vote for their candidate. Hillary Clinton, she changes with the seasons, with the times, her views are never the same twice. She only holds the views that are going to get her elected. Does anybody understand that? How can you not? We say Donald Trump was a pig back then. He'll always be a pig. We see Hillary Clinton. Oh, she's just changed her views. She's just evolved. Double standards. Whether you want to say Donald Trump is good, Hillary Clinton is bad, or Hillary Clinton is good, Hillary Clinton, uh, Donald Trump is bad. You can't hold, you can't judge people by unjust weights and balances. If you're going to use one argument for somebody, you need to apply it across the board. We can't judge Hillary Clinton by a standard that we are not willing to judge Donald Trump from. Trump supporters? Come on, are you serious? Christians! who can somehow justify in their mind voting for a scumbag like Donald Trump. I, I, I seriously challenge all Christian, God-fearing, Bible-believing Christians 
Show me how you can justify, tell me how you're justifying voting for Donald Trump and not use the argument, it's not Hillary Clinton. How is that okay? How is that an argument? What I will say is that I believe that this two-party system that we're in we, we've kind of bought the lie and we've allowed the government to dictate to the, the people how we can operate our businesses, how we can provide for our families, how we can speak, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, who we're allowed to vote for. For me, I feel that I cannot in good conscience vote for someone who I categorically disagree with. In the way they live their life. What I find hilarious is that Clinton supporters attack Donald Trump for saying feminist, uh, I'm sorry, uh, racist and uh, sexist comments and, and uh, you know, just be making women objects and being a, just a disgusting human being, which is what he is. And they say, because he said these things, he's unfit to be president. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton's husband had sexual relations of whatever you want to call it in the Oval Office, which we see as like the sancti, sanctified holy of holies of America, but he was fit to be president. I think they're both, they both equally disqualify themselves. It's not one is against the other or that. Which is why you can't find your salvation in a political party or in a politician. This movement, real person, real needs, and I know this seems like a stretch, but it's about empowering human beings to understand that you have been given gifts, endowed to you by your creator, that no one else has. And you've been put in a place and time that no one else has to achieve something, to make the lives of the people who are in your community better. To leave a legacy that is better than the one that was left to you. The people. Individuals. Not not mandated government sanctioned. Individual human beings. And that's what I believe our forefathers had in mind. Was the ingenuity and the, uh, the fortitude of the human spirit. to rise above the red tape of political jargon and nonsense to actually stand for something that matters and not to say one voice, one vote, but to actually go out there and do the things that you're voting for a politician to do. Sometimes I think people hide behind that. We try to vote people in that are going to do the things we want them to do instead of just living in a community and doing the things we want them to do. People who want the rich to pay more than the poor in taxes? Okay. Well, you know that you're wealthier than the rest of the world, so you need to pay your fair share. How are you sending money to help third world countries? Put the microscope on yourself. I look around, this is what we talked about in the last episode. People are so materialistic, so concerned with getting for themselves, and yet they look at other people as being rich and wealthy. 
And yeah, that's unfair. They're greedy. And I, meanwhile, you write that they're greedy on your iPhone 7. And you write what they're greedy while you have this other vacation home. And you have this and you're like, I'm not rich. I want a president who's going to help third world or third world countries. But if someone were to ask me personally, how are you helping third world countries? Oh, you know, that's private. It's a double standard. We are, we are trying to put people in positions so that we can feel better about ourselves. Feel better about our own laziness. So you may be listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Why is he doing this? For one, I can't keep it inside anymore. That's why I'm doing it. And two, I think sometimes we need a shocking, we need something jarring to shock us out of our our coma, to wake us up. The thing that I, I struggle with is that I feel like I can't voice my true opinions because I know I'm going to get blasted. Why can't I have an opinion and you have an opinion and we don't agree, but we still respect each other, we still love each other as human beings, we still have a right to it. The days of open dialogue are gone because no one wants to hear an opposing view. Think about it like this. We post blatantly ignorant blanket statements on social media for everyone to see and we assume that everyone we're friends with must agree. And if they don't, then they are the unenlightened Neanderthals. Could it be that we are the ones who need enlightenment? Could it be that we are meant to communicate with one another to better understand where each person is coming from? Maybe we don't have all the answers and maybe our politician that we're supporting does not have all the answers. Maybe it's not either or, but it's both and. Have you ever thought about it that way? These are questions that ring in my head on a daily basis, especially now. This is an election season. I've never seen it's equal. I believe both major candidates are unethical. I believe they both done heinous things in order to claim the ultimate position of power in the world. I do not believe that they're admirable for wanting to help our country. I do not believe that they anything they say or do can be trusted. I also don't believe that if I don't vote, then I am helping one party or another. I have the right to vote as an American. I also have the right to refrain from voting when I feel that neither candidate represents my ideals, my values, my convictions. And that's controversial to say that I'm not going... I, I said early on, if Donald Trump wins the Republican primary, I will not vote for president. I said it, and I'm sticking to that because I cannot throw my support behind a man that is so corrupt, that is so dishonest... He was a Democrat before. Does anybody not understand that? He's not a Christian because he's a Republican. I am so tired of Christians having to justify voting for someone who doesn't agree with them by turning them into a Christian. Jesus was not a middle class white Republican. Jesus looked more like the people who are coming to our country for safety than he looked like me. 
the people that we are trying to keep out of our states, we wouldn't be able to pick Jesus out of one of them. I can guarantee you that. Because we are so ignorant. If this makes me un-American, then we have redefined what it means to be American. Do you understand that America was founded by people who had these views that were controversial, that wanted someone to speak up? They weren't comfortable with the government doing what they knew was their right to do themselves as people? That's how I feel with this podcast episode. I'm fired up. I'm fed up. I'm not going to become some shock jock, so don't worry. But I do feel like this is necessary. I feel that it is necessary that we come out of our coma, that we wake out of our sleep and start to be real people who meet real needs. I'm not just saying that because it's the episode title, because it's the podcast title. I'm talking about how can we, as real people who meet real needs, vote for people who are the exact opposite of that. That are not authentic, that have no integrity, and are greedy. They're incongruent. So if we as a community of authentic and generous people are really wishing to make a change, then we need to look at things differently. We need to... I I challenge you. If Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton were not who you voted for in the primaries because they did not represent your values at that time, then write in the name of the person who did on November 8th. Write in the person who who is eligible for president who actually aligned with your views. What are they going to do? If anything, it'll at least show that people are fed up with being told who it is and who is not acceptable to be president. I have to take a break now. (laughs) I don't know. I might get death threats after this episode. Who knows? But I, I feel free to be able to share some of these opinions. And who knows, maybe the first 41 episodes was just the the practice trial run to get me to this point. I have no idea. But if I'm going to be real, and I am fired up about something, I need to be real about that. I can't hedge, I can't be concerned about how it's going to affect my business if I speak my mind. I can't anymore. So, friends, what do we do now? If you agree, even if you disagree, but you appreciate the fact that I've spoken up for what I believe in, I'd love to hear from you. I have no idea what the next podcast is going to be about. Because the last two have been, I would say, probably the most controversial so far. Maybe the, the one about kicking butt and taking names was controversial. But I all I have to say is that that's been a while. This is a long one. When I get passionate about something, I tend to go on for a while. So if you've listened to this whole podcast, I I applaud you. Um, Just to kind of, I guess, bring a little levity to it. I recently watched a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called The Last Man on the Moon. Highly recommend it. If you go back and listen to episode 15, I talked about how I wanted to work for NASA as a child. This Man, what a great story. What an inspiring story. And the way it ends, the man says, when I talk to people... And they think what they, they want to do can't be done. He says, hey, 
I walked on the moon. What can't you do? It's inspiring. If you really want to say one voice, one vote, then get out there and make it count. Speak your mind. Don't speak along the political lines. Don't speak the partisan line. Speak what you actually believe. Be real. Keep it real. Thanks a lot for listening. Godspeed.